Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Welcome to You Beauty. I'm Shazzy Hunt and I have a surprise in store for you today. Joining us is the one and only Miranda Kerr. And really, she needs no introduction, but in case you do, she's a supermodel extraordinaire, appeared in countless fashion campaigns and runway shows. You already know this. She's also the founder and CEO of her own beauty line, Cora Organics. And on top of all that, she's a wife and a mum of three. Miranda Kerr, thank you for giving us your precious time and joining us on You Beauty. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I want to get super real to kick things off. How much time, effort money, energy has to go into making you look like you, look fabulous, particularly when it's part of your business to look great all the time? Well, you know, it's something that I really feel like health is wealth. And so when you take care of yourself from a holistic point of view, when you nourish your mind, your body and your skin, it really does show. So I guess I was 17 when I first started doing yoga meditation, eating healthy. When I was a teenager, my mom got sick, she had cancer in her spleen. So it kind of put everything into perspective about health being wealth and taking care of yourself from the inside out. And being consistent with my routine really has made a big difference. Like making sure I have my cleanse mist moisturized routine, obviously serums now as well. I'm 39. I feel consistency is key and doing simple things like I've been dry body brushing since I was a teenager. Using the gua sha facial massage technique is something that I love to do. Like it reduces the puffiness and gets the circulation going, increases the blood flow. And, you know, I do a lot of these little self-care rituals when the kids are asleep. And it's not that time consuming, to be honest. I felt that as someone who has been in this biz for so long, as well as being a beauty industry powerhouse, you have seen it all, tried it all. So I'm hoping today that you will share with us the treatments that you go back to time and again to have done in a salon or in a clinic. What are the ones that you have found work best for you time and again? I love like microdermabrasion, And I've been doing that for a long time as well. Oxygen facials, microcurrent. I also in the last, trying to think like probably the last couple of years, I started seeing the beauty sandwich guy and he does radio frequency treatments, which also helps like with lifting. And I also have a new face, the microcurrent that I do to really help sculpt the face. And one thing that I would say to avoid is laser because I actually had a laser treatment a long time ago before Flynn was born and my skin had a bad reaction to it. It kind of started 
pigmentation for me. And then when I got pregnant with Flynn, it got even more intense. And I've had to like completely like calm it down since obviously using the vitamin C in the morning, using my AHA at night. Speaking of your home, I'm hoping you can take us on a little tour to your bathroom, an audio tour, obviously. Explain to us what would happen when you go into your space, your happy space to do your skincare routine and what you'd be applying. So I keep a lot of my products in the shower. And what I like to do is every other morning, I use the turmeric scrub in the shower It is just like a sensory experience and it's so uplifting. It has the peppermint aromatherapy. It has the papaya enzymes and the aspen bark and the rosehip seeds. But at the same time, you are feeling that sensory experience with the peppermint, which really like wakes you up and it's really invigorating. The milky mushroom cleanser is amazing. It's an oil-based cleanser but it actually works to gently remove anything on your skin so that it's clean and fresh, but it's not overstripped. So when you're using the vitamin C serum and you know it smells like a citrus garden, basically, you're having that sensory experience and there's kakadu plum in there. It also has in there the acerola cherry, it has lemon, peel ferment, to just really brighten and firm the skins. Before that, I used the mist. We're going a little bit out of order here, but the minty mist is also another whole experience in itself. So it has in there the peppermint and it has Palo Santo and the Palo Santo has been used for such a long time to kind of clear and reset the energy. And I love using it as a toner, like as I, when I get out of the shower on my skin, But I also love applying it throughout the day to kind of refresh my makeup, refresh my energy. At Cora, we don't use any artificial fragrances. We only use aromatherapy. And aromatherapy to me has been a wonderful tool in my life. But I also feel that having that sensory experience and incorporating those tools that I've used in my life, like aromatherapy, the words of affirmation that are on every single product as a positive word, and then also the crystal infusion process. Those three things are things that I've leaned on and have helped support me in my life. So I wanted to incorporate them into the experience with Cora. I do want to move on to hair now because you've had this luscious mane for your entire career. And thinking about those professional in-salon experiences or treatments that you've tried over the years, what are the ones that you always keep coming back to and why are they so great? For me, I have been basically doing just little highlights throughout my whole hair, which I feel is kind of less damaging. It adds a little dimension to my hair and I'm just, I'm lucky that my hair is pretty healthy. I mean... I take care of it. I make sure that I let it dry naturally unless I actually have to do something for it. I do put coconut oil on the ends of my hair. I'm yet to find a certified organic shampoo and conditioner that I'm actually really happy with. So at the moment I use Rehua because it's more natural. I wondered if you'd had an awesome hair styling or even a hair colorist tip that you've picked up from an expert that you now do religiously yourself? If you can't really do your hair, just slicking it back into like a middle slick back low bun is a really simple way to get an elegant look. I use a little bit of the body oil if I'm doing that 
because it can help like put down the flyaways and whatnot. I actually don't own hairspray, but what I do like is the dry shampoo. Even when my hair is clean, I like the dry shampoo because it gives me a little bit of texture in my hair. Let's talk about makeup for a minute. Firstly, I have to know, in your everyday non-working life, do you wear much makeup? Not really, no. Just very minimal. I love RMS concealer, friend Rosemary Swift. She makes that concealer. And what I would do sometimes is just, I actually told her this and then she ended up making a foundation based on this, but I would get the little concealer pot and I would do a drop of the Noni Glow face oil and get a brush and then just put it all over my face. So it was like a natural coverage. Because I was fighting pigmentation for so long, I still have that feeling in my head, even though the pigmentation is pretty much gone now. I still kind of have like that thing like, oh, I need to cover the pigmentation, even though it's not really there so much. But I, that gives me a lightweight glow and coverage for every day. There's a lip balm from Cosas that I use. I think it's in Pulse. This one's good because it's like a little lip balm. But actually, I also made a lipstick with rosemary and it's called Randy. That's the lip color that I have on now. What's the best professional makeup artist tip you've picked up over the years that you do yourself? Well, there's so many, but rosemary did teach me to curl my lashes with a spoon. Oh, okay. Explain. I don't really do it that often, but if you see the shape of an eyelash curler, it's kind of like the shape of a spoon. I'm not going to run down to the kitchen, but see how it's got that curve like the spoon. So basically, if you apply that same philosophy with the spoon and just kind of go like that with your finger, you can really create a good curl. Rosemary used to do it all the time to us. What about just application tips or layering tips that you do yourself now? Is there anything that you've learned while in the makeup artist chair? If you have like a really great lipstick, you can even use it like lips, cheeks and eyes. When you do do that full glam red carpet look, what's the process like? What always is something that stands out about it? I normally do like hair and makeup at the same time because for me time is everything and so I only really allocate an hour for hair and makeup even if it is for the red carpet the only thing I do change up is like maybe a red lip sometimes a natural lip sometimes more of this color lip depending on how I'm feeling or what I'm wearing that's pretty much about it I do want to extend beyond the face to the body care routine. You touched on, you know, that you've been this body brushing devoutee for years. Even with kids and everything now, are you still doing the whole shebang, the full long body care routine, skincare approach? And why is it so important, do you think? Well, our skin is the largest organ on our body. So what we put on our skin sinks in. And it's really important that we're very conscious of what we're putting on our skin because it goes into our bloodstream. And so on my body, using the body lotion, the body oil, and even on my children, I use the body lotion and the body oil and the body wash since they were born. And I just feel like when you're consistent with your body routine, it definitely shows. And That's something I'm also very passionate about. I've also used, I know I'm banging on about that turmeric scrub, but I've also used that all over my body, which is incredible. It's going everywhere, that scrub. It's going everywhere, the face, the body, the hair. 
scrub the feet. I mean, it is just something else. And we do have a couple more body products that we're releasing, I think at the end of the year. So that's I was wondering just quickly if you could walk us through the steps of your body care routine. So you do the wash, then you would. The, first of all, the dry body brushing, which oh, you do, I've been that's doing. That's before the shower. Yeah. I've been doing that since I was a teenager, dry body brushing everywhere to stimulate circulation. And it's pretty good to help wake you up and feel energized in the morning. And then I jump in the shower, do the body wash. Then I jump out. I use the body lotion and then the body oil. And then that's when I'll be doing, you know, after I've done the body lotion, the body oil, I'll do my skincare routine. And then it's all seeping in and I'm ready to get ready for the day. Normally at the end of every You Beauty Tuesday episode, I'd ask our expert to debunk a myth. But since today's a bit of a special episode, I want to turn this question around and ask you to tell us one of the myths that exists out there about elite models like yourself that is absolutely not true. Probably that supermodels don't exercise or that they don't have to exercise. And that's definitely Ah. not true. I exercise five times a week and I really love it. And I feel like, you know, it's obviously so good for your body and you get that release of endorphins. And it also makes a big difference with your skin, with your muscle tone, with your metabolism. And I've found even more important the older I get to make sure that I'm doing my exercise five times a week is really important. And even sometimes if I've got a super busy day and I don't have time to actually exercise because I'd rather be with the kids, I will either take them out for a walk, put them both in the pram and get my 11-year-old to come along so that we get our steps in or I'll turn on the music in their bedroom and jump around and be doing planks and have them on top of me and doing what's (laughs) and have the music going and they think it's a dance party but really I'm just actually getting exercise in but it's a multitask being a mother when you're you know planking you're they're climbing on you you're doing squats and they're dancing to the music they think it's hilarious Miranda, it has been an absolute honour and pleasure to have you join us for this very special episode of You Beauty. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This podcast was made by Mamma Mia, the only women's media company in Australia. If you want to support women's media, we'd love it if you became a Mamma Mia subscriber. There's a link in the show notes. Do you love the music of Amy Winehouse? Did you know that when she died, she was only 27? Join Emma Gillespie for an immersive storytelling experience that reveals more. I've never encountered anybody who was an alcoholic or an addict of any sort who who wasn't in pain. And that certainly goes for Amy Winehouse. You're watching the scene of a slow suicide. You know how it ended. But what of the life, loves, triumphs and losses of a young talent whose voice and heart on her sleeve songwriting dazzled the world? Before her unravelling, dominated tabloid headlines stunned the music industry and devastated her masses of fans everywhere. Listen to episode one of Extraordinary Stories, the Amy Winehouse story in your favourite podcast app now. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Shazzy Hunt. Our producer is Michaela Floriano and you can catch a new episode of You Beauty every single weekday right here on your favourite podcast app. Bye. Bye.